Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today I'm joined by Julie DeLuca Collins of Go Confidently Coaching with Julie. So thank you for joining us, Julie. And tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Hi, Patricia. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure to be here. I started coaching um, unofficially when I was in corporate America. I was in corporate America for over 20 years. I grew uh, through the corporate ranks and eventually I hit uh, that C-suite. I was chief innovation officer for an educational company and I was lucky enough that I worked for organizations that really built their employees and helped us become the best at marketing, sales, business development. And I really loved that. Uh, but I knew that eventually I was going to go out on my own. I wanted to work with women. I'd been volunteering in women's programs and helping them in leadership capacity and to build themselves as leaders because I feel that we need more women leaders doing um, the thing to support others. Um, yet, when the pandemic hit, the company that I worked for it was hit very hard and I was laid off. I was offered a separation package and I thought, okay, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to help women. And at first I was doing all types of coaching. I had, like I said, been coaching um, unofficially part-time, had my little coaching thing going on, but this was it, right? This is the time to launch my business. And it took a little bit because I had to figure out who was I the most passionate about working with and who could I support the most in helping them and what is the thing that I do very, very well. Mm -hmm. And when all of these things merged together, it came up with, I am an excellent person at building businesses. I built businesses from the ground up, helped individuals grow their brand and be able to build these small companies into large companies, multi-million dollar companies. So I wanted to do the same for entrepreneurs, for women entrepreneurs, because as women, we have a lot of dreams and we have a lot of things that we desire to do in our life and yet there's a lack of confidence at times there is a lack of uncertainty or there's no real roadmap and i've been able to create that not only for my own business but now i wanted to be able to do that for others and that's how go confidently services and go confidently coaching came about um, I help entrepreneurs build in the brand that allows them to be the CEO of their life and business. So that's what I've been up to. <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> so you kind of spoke of this a little bit, but I guess, can you explain the philosophy behind your coaching approach and how it helps business, business owners build and grow their businesses and live confidently? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that I know that happens to many of us is we struggle with the consistency. We struggle with feeling confident and we really struggle with creating the right type of traction for our business and for our lives. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I, I struggle, and by the way, I am my best client i am the person <laughs> nice. that i i coach myself in a lot of these things and this is what i typically know that somebody else might be struggling with um 
when I decided that I was going to help individuals, I was going through my own personal journey of building my business. And one of the things that I found is that many women would say, oh, you're so confident. Why? Because we see the outside. We see what someone is maybe curating for social media, what they're putting out there. And the reality is that we're not seeing the back of the house. We're not seeing the things that they're second guessing themselves with. We're not seeing the things that maybe they struggle with. So I wanted to help individuals create habits. I became a tiny habits coach in 2021, mainly for me. And that's part of the framework that I help individuals with is how to create the right habits to create that consistent action. Because by the way, confidence, yes, we can be an outgoing person. We can be an extrovert. We can, you know, feel good about ourselves because we put in our favorite shade of lipstick. But it's not until we actually do the thing that it builds the confidence in what we're doing. So if we are starting a new business, maybe we're taking skills from another part of our lives, but we haven't been a business owner. And yet there's no high level of confidence because we haven't been doing that work in a while. So I help individuals create the right roadmap, create the right consistent action, and begin to see that evidence that they can do it, that they're able to do it. So that's how I help individuals. And that's mainly my framework. Nice. Well, very well said. (laughs) (laughs) So now what are some of the key habits you recommend for entrepreneurs to incorporate into their daily routines to foster success in both their personal and professional lives? You know, the key habits that I recommend for entrepreneurs is that number one, they really get clear about where they are going. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs have an idea that, oh, I'm going to have my own business and I'm going to make money and then that's the end of it. But they don't really map out for themselves. What does it mean? What? So we talk about having these goals. I want to replace my salary, but they never talk about the tactics, right? That it's going to take to what does it mean to replace your salary? That means I'm going to have to have a client pay me X amount of money and I'm going to have X amount of clients that will replace that salary. And if I'm going to get a client, how am I going to get them? Is there a marketing approach? If Where am I going going to talk about what I do? How am I going to ask people to work with me? What am I going to offer? So all of these things are the components of really creating a strategic way of growing your business. So that's the habits come in. Number one, creating your plan. Number two, assessing your plan on a weekly basis. One of the things that I encourage my clients is that we have our CEO admin day in which we take a look and we say, okay, what what are the things that I'm trying to accomplish? What is the one thing this week that will move me forward that I needed to do based on my plan? Really assessing and really grading ourselves too. There is a book called The 12-Week Year. It is part of the framework that I use with my clients in really grading our efforts and not so much because we want to feel bad that maybe we're not at 100% in the effort daily, but we want to go ahead and really use that data to drive our next actions, to implement better, to grow, and really track the metrics that move our business forward. So those are some of the habits that I feel that are very important for individuals that at times, you know, we we like the... Um, I hear it called the sexy stuff in the business, right? Like, I'm going to go on social media and make a post. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting a client. 
what are the tangibles? So that's the things that I encourage and that I tell my entrepreneurs that we need to work at is having that diligent um, time with yourself so that you can plan accordingly for your business. Because if you're not planning and you're failing to plan, you're planning to fail. No, it totally makes sense because, um, you know, so many people, like you say, they don't have the actual plans and they don't know the in, in, intricacies to everything that's involved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get like clients too, that'll just say, you know, I, I, I want this, this, and I want it to happen overnight. It's everything's a process. Wow. And even mm-hmm. like social media, somebody's like, yeah, well, I post twice a day or three times a day on every social media. Okay. Did you interact with people? Do, you know, just because you post it doesn't really mean anything. So yeah. there's a lot involved. And if people don't understand, and even if you don't have time to do that, you can delegate some of the stuff, but yeah. to know the whole big picture and every aspect of it is super important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to your point with social media, I think social media is a wonderful attraction and maybe engagement strategy, but it is not how you're going to necessarily get a client. Mm -hmm. Because if you have 100 followers, only 2% are seeing your post. And out of the out of 100 followers, right, and maybe all of them see your post, only 3% are ready to buy, you're going to have to nurture, you're going to have to spend time and build relationships with someone. So it's going to take all of that time for you to be able to finally get a client. So that plan is very, very key, Patricia. Yeah. Right. Now, how do you help clients develop a strong mindset that allows them to navigate the challenges and uncertainties of running a business? I think that one of the biggest things that comes to for many of us is that we have this sabotaging behaviors that Mm -hmm. are already automated in our life. Number one, our brain likes to have predictability. Our brain doesn't like to think outside and and new things. Uh, We're going to have that lizard brain always say, oh my God, that's hard. Um, No, it's new to us and it's going to have that fear. So identifying not only your pre-programmed behaviors, what are your automations? Because maybe this is new. Entrepreneurship may be new to you. So it's very important to know, you know, maybe you were programmed to go to a desk and do your job and not necessarily act like the CEO of your business. So that's a new behavior. Um, And then you're going to have these sabotaging behaviors or voices. We all (laughs) have this inner judge that's going to say, oh, no, that's not how you do it. And that judging voice, it's been there and we created it to um, protect us for many years. Yeah. So the first thing that I do with my clients is we identify not only what does your judge say to you about mm-hmm. what you're trying to do? Right. Is it telling you you're not good enough? Is it going to tell you that you're not going to work? Who are you to do that? There's so many different ways that the judge will talk to us that will really hinder our actions because mm-hmm. we kind of second guess ourselves. Right. The second thing that I work on is we also identify what are the other cast of characters, the mm-hmm. sabot- other sabotaging behavior that you can have as an entrepreneur. There are several different sabotaging behaviors. You can have a people-pleasing, you could be a controlling, or you can have the hyper-achiever or the perfectionist. So all of these behaviors, and once we identify, what are the lies that they say to you? We start to really... tap into the sage inside of us and this is really shifting some of the mindset Mm -hmm. shifting you know not not all of a sudden giving up and saying oh i don't know how i'd ever do that or i don't know how to do that 
to maybe asking the right question because our brain works like a computer and we can say, well, how can I do that? Right. right? And, and saying, oh, I am a beginner at this. It's okay to not do it perfectly. Yeah. Or, wow, what are people going to think about me? What are they going to say? Or I need to be everything to everyone. Maybe starting to think, well, you know, I love everybody, but what is it that I want for myself? And really identifying again, the voices that are sabotaging judge and cast the characters have right. and, and the saboteurs that we call them start to shift from there. And then we can get into the nitty gritty of actually running a business. Right. So those are the first things that we talk about and we work through. And every time that, you know, if you're launching a program, if you're doing coaching or if you're building a product and you're second guessing yourself it's important to understand hey that's going to come up and those are some of the things that i talk with clients about as well not only in the beginning but throughout yeah no it's good because you need that outside person because sometimes we just don't see it ourselves you just go yeah. through the motion you're doing your thing but having an outside person say well you know did you consider this did you know you know i mean just having that outside person could you know be a big thing. <laughs> oh, 100%. And we all need an, an outside person. And this is why even coaches need coaches. I have a coach. I have mm -hmm. someone that I work with. And I, I love having this individual that I can go to and say, hey, I'm saying that this is not going to work or I'm telling myself a story that I'm not good enough of a coach or that, you know, whatever it is that because these are the sabotaging behaviors that we have, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we need someone also to look from the outside in and say, you know what, I noticed this or how about if you and set some challenges and in, in, in accountability as well. Right. Oh, good. Now, in your experience, what are the most common areas where entrepreneurs struggle with confidence and how do they work to overcome these challenges? You know, my experience with entrepreneurs um, overcoming challenges when it comes to confidence is that <clears throat> they, again, maybe they're starting out and they have not seen the the win yet. Mm -hmm. So because they haven't seen themselves, they think I can never do it. I think the other thing that really chips away at our confidence is that comparisonitis, that we see everybody else in social media with their beautifully curated homes. And I was actually looking at, um, I was looking at Instagram earlier today and everybody's posted their beautiful pictures from Easter. And it's, it's interesting how our brain immediately goes to the comparison, like, oh, I didn't have that, right? I was only, this is the Easter where it was just my husband and I today. Um, and we're like, we went to a restaurant. We didn't spend them with family. We didn't really even dress up that much for yeah. Easter gala. And I think, oh, that's so nice. I don't have that. The yeah. same thing happens with our business. People will see that coach that said, oh, I made a million dollars or the one that is selling out their programs. We don't know. Maybe they are selling out their program, but maybe their profit line is very low because they have so many expenses. Right. Um, these are the things that chip away at the confidence that anybody has. Yeah. So it's very important to be able to normalize that, you know, we, we are just where we need to be. Yeah. that we may be doing things differently. We may be offering something different. And this is the other thing that chips away at confidence where people and, and many of the women entrepreneurs uh, already, someone's doing that already. Yeah. yeah, but it's not you doing it. And this is one of the things that I want to really 
um, remind individuals that just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean that they're doing it in the way that you can do it. Right. Only you have the magic that you have. I may, you can work with entrepreneurs, I can work with entrepreneurs, but the way that we each work with individuals is always going to be based on our gifts based on who we are, our brand, our personal values. And that's what's going to resonate to people. So there's room for everyone. And this goes to the mindset. It's not about scarcity, but it's the abundance of what is possible for us only if we allow ourselves to see what is possible. Right. And it's so true with uh, social media. It's it, it's everywhere. And it gets a little mm-hmm. tricky because um, even, God, way back in the day when we were kids, you know, you would before social media, you know, you compared yourself to everybody. Like, I'll never yeah. forget, like we had friends and I'm like, I wish I was in their house. They just have such a loving home and everybody's great. And then you sleep over their house and it's like, dad's an alcoholic. This one's it. like, there was just so much drama that I was like, wow, from the outside, you would never know this. But that's like the world we live in. It's everybody's comparing. But like you said, you have no clue what, what yeah. goes on behind that curtain. You know, every Absolutely. business they might have 50,000 things right and then yeah. 20,000 things wrong, you know, or it, it's just so much. So, yeah, having somebody from the outside. And it is true. Like I could always say, like, even in the world of marketing, everybody's marketing or, or even with coaches, everybody's a coach. Yeah, but there's enough room for everybody because not mm-hmm. everybody's you. You know, so everybody there are seven billion people in the world. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, and, and by the way, even if you were going to have, and even if the the most popular, most successful coach is able to service a lot of them, they cannot service everyone. Right? Impossible. Yeah. So you have the ability to be able to help others. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, can you um, share some strategies for setting and achieving goals that will align with an entrepreneur's personal values and vision for their business and life? I love that you're talking about personal values and vision. (laughs) I think that this is something that many people forget. Having a vision of what you offer, what you have, where you want to be personally, it's very important. And also understanding your values, understanding why is that important to you. So for instance, for me, one of my values is learning. One of my values is service. Not only servicing my clients, but when I service my client, my vision is that I am going to have the ability and the freedom to be able to then give back in my community. So I sat down and I identified what the vision is for my life. Mm -hmm. I identified what I want my life to look at. And I walk my clients in doing some of these exercises, Mm -hmm. understanding again, what are your priorities? Because your values are also driven by your priorities. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of clients that say, you know, my priority is building my business or, or, or my, my, my most important thing, my goal is to, you know, bring in 10 clients, but the, really their priorities are not there. Their priorities are for whatever reason, right? And we, it's not a judgment on your priorities are wrong, but you really have to come to this sort of uh, meeting of the minds within yourself. What is it that you say is important and is the action that you're taking daily important? And this is, you know, a lot where people struggle. So the strategy is one, sit down, have your CEO date. Mm 
I host a CEO retreat twice a year and the reason I do it is because we need to be able to sit down and look at it. Mm -hmm. I also host these quarterly evaluations of the quarters. Once the quarter ends, let's look at it. That's the first strategy. Where are my goals? What is my vision for my life? Sit down and write those. Many entrepreneurs, by the way, 92% of people that say they have goals don't write them down. So the only 8% that are achieving their goals are the people who actually write them and create a plan. So for every goal that you have, then it's important for you to create the strategy. What are the things that I need to do? Let's brainstorm. If you're saying you want to get 10 clients, okay, what are the things that you can do to get 10 clients? I can do a social media campaign. I can do paid advertising. I can network. I can ask word of mouth. I can send emails. So many different things. And then once you have all of these things that you need to do, then you put them in your calendar. Because if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't happen. So I teach my my clients in creating a strategy in which every month, right? Let's plan your month. What are the days? Let's have an ideal calendar. So for instance, for my business, on Tuesdays is my marketing day. That's the day that if I have to create any marketing content, it gets created. For my business also, it's important to be able to look at where we are with our financial goals. So we look at how much money came in, what were our expenses, how much money are we expecting? So then we, again, we are measuring. So these are the strategies that help you align with your personal values with your business and that vision that you have for for what your life and what your business and and overall everything is going to be like for you right no that's all good stuff because it's true you could say it but you know like putting it and pen and paper makes a big difference you know because now it's almost like you're accountable now because now it's on paper i have to do this because i said it you know (laughs) right and and i like i mentioned before one of the things that i do on a weekly basis and i'll go back and i'll say okay my goal is to meet five new people right Right. that's a strategy to get myself out there to and, and and do i did i meet five people and if so, what was the outcome? Will that be someone that can maybe introduce me to another person? Is it someone that I networked and that we can collaborate in something together to support each other? These are the things that are important for you to measure. Just don't say, oh, yeah, I want to be on a people's podcast. Oh, I want to market. I'm going to put social media out there. If you have time to create social media, measure did people interact with you? How popular? How many comments? Did you go back and comment on that social media? Put it in your calendar. These are the specific actions. And for mm-hmm. every business, depending on what your vision, what your goals are, the strategies that you put together in every day are the things that I will help someone typically do. And then we create that plan individually for them. No two plans are alike for business owners and for entrepreneurs. No, it's good because it, it is all just a process. Like you say, just posting stuff on social media isn't enough. I mean, it is yeah. necessary, but there's so much more that get, has to be involved in all of that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Now, how important is it for business owners to have a support system in place, such as a coach or a mentor, to help them navigate their entrepreneurial journey? 
You know what? I think that a support system is super important. Uh, one of the things that in addition to coaching individuals and one of the things that I just started is to amp up the support system that individuals have when they, they work and they're part of Go Conflict Services because I have noticed that the individuals that have a great support system tend to be the most successful ones. One, because not only are they getting the experience and the benefit of someone that has done what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Number two, they're also getting the person that they can bounce things off of. They're not just kind of navigating on your own. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, when we drive somewhere, we can have a navigation system. And, and right now, when it comes to entrepreneurship, sure, we can Google anything and everything we want. However, isn't it so much better when we have gotten in the car with someone and we're navigating somewhere and we're sort of following the GPS, but then also the person in the, in the, in the passenger side says, Oh, I've been there. Turn here. This is a much better way to go. Oh, it's telling you to go that way. Oh, no. The bridge is closed there. Don't do it. And then you get a different part, a different system, a, a different level of support and approach. And you can grow in confidence because you're like, oh, okay, even if the GPS conks out, my signal goes out, I have this person that knows how to get there, right? Okay. And then they can help you with it. The other thing too that I, I want to encourage individuals is that the support system, that accountability, right? As coaches, and, and this is something that a lot of times people don't understand. As a coach, I am not your, um, I'm not your therapist <clears throat> and I'm not going to tell you do it this way. I'm going to coach you through the process of best practices, but it is up to you to also do it. But because we do need the accountability, um, I've set up a system in which clients can come in and have the support of my community. Anytime that someone is launching a product or uh, testing something out, they can come to the community. And now I've partnered with another Tiny Habits coach that actually has an accountability partner that we're partnering with my um, clients so that they can get an email, not an email, a text every day. Mm -hmm. Hey, you're supposed to be working on this part of your business. Did you nice. do it today yet? Yeah. So this is another thing that will help individuals really grow and continue to right. reach their goals and feel proud of what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That a little accountability. And yeah. like you say, like having mentors and things like that and support system, because even, you know, you can have your days where like you're doing the basic stuff and maybe you don't think it's that big a deal. You just do it. And someone's like, wow, you know, that, that was actually really good. And then they share it. Say, hey, <laughs> did you know she, and you're like, wow, you actually like that? You know, hey, now yeah. you're kind of, you know, or if they said, oh, no, this is cool, but, you know, um, maybe you want to try doing that. And I'll be like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, just getting the experience from other people, getting the pat on the back when you need it and getting the, not a, you know, knockdown, but just kind of like, that, that was cool that you did that. But, you know, at least from my experience, I normally try doing like this. Did you ever consider something like that? You know, so it, it, it it's great. Nice. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Now, what are some tips for entrepreneurs to maintain a healthy work-life balance while still focusing on business growth and personal development? I love that. I have a friend, and uh, she she has been a friend of my my podcast. Her name is Katie Jeffcoat, and she taught me a phrase that she trademarked, and I use it all the time with my clients, is intentional margin. Okay. Intentional margin means that you are intentionally going to go in and block out the time that is important to you. Um, I talked about in the very beginning, Patricia, on how it's important to know that vision for what you want your life to be. 
that also includes getting a picture of, well, what is my, what do my relationships look like? What is the time that I have for myself? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, most of us started this entrepreneur journey to have more freedom. But what I find is that a lot of entrepreneurs end up working 24-7 because they don't create that intentional margin. So your calendar is your best friend. Right now, for me, one of the things that I do is I have intentional margin. Friday afternoons, starting at 1, you can't book that. You can't book (laughs) an appointment after 1 o'clock with me. Unless, you know, there's something that I, you know, we, we can need to change or, or right. shift, but 99% of the time, you're not going to be able to do it because that's my intentional margin. I want to be able to have Friday afternoons off, especially now that it's springtime in New England. Right. I can sit outside. Mm-hmm. I can have my cup of tea, watch my dogs play. The same thing for Saturday. Saturday is the day in which we we not only do go confidently coaching, but now we have a podcast production services. My husband is head of that division. And sometimes he will be working on a Saturday and he will ask a question and I say, I'm sorry, I'm off today. I don't yeah. answer that today. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so harsh right. and it's so and i know that for my many people pleasers out there you're like oh my god <laughs> but the reality is that i know me i know that i will suck myself into working for the saturday if i come into the office right. so if if you're working for yourself if you're an entrepreneur go in and look what are the times that you can create for yourself are you having lunch at your desk that's a great way to start off to say, you know what, I'm going to take 20 minutes. You don't have to take the whole hour. I'm going to go and make my lunch and make something delightful and I won't have it at my desk. That's an intentional margin. But create that space because if you're saying that you're a priority, if you're saying you want to self-care, right. you're going to have to take the step. You're going to have to do the action. So right. find out and ask ask your buddies, ask your mentors, ask your friends and say, hey, what are great ways that you think I should take care of myself with? People notice this and that's one of the things that you can get the support system from. Right. You know, it's funny because I've been doing the remote thing long before COVID, um, probably about 20, 25 years now. Mm -hmm. And um, it was tricky because when you're in an office, you have your daily commute, you could read the paper, you could do what you're doing. You're at the office, you're interacting with people, you're going out for lunch hour with friends, whatever. When I was home, I found the same thing. I was like, I was working 24-7 because it's like your phone is always available, your emails. And it took a while to come up with a habit of, no, you know, stepping out for lunch you know yeah because like you say eating here it it, i mean not to say that i still don't do that but yeah and i have to do the same with my calendar Mm -hmm. it's like if i have things going on i book the whole day because everybody has my calendar like it's kind of like like today i literally called 9 10 11 12 what it's like (laughs) it literally back to back to back so it's you have to just block it out for yourself and like you say whether it's just going to get manicure sitting outside Mm -hmm. for 15 minutes in the sunshine you yeah. just you'd be surprised how like alive you feel after something like that and people need it you're right people do notice that you know people if you're need just it working, working, and- you're like- it's, it's, it's key. And by the way, um, I love, and one of the things that I teach a lot is having theme days. So for instance, by having theme days, I, and, and it's interesting because today we, we have this recording. I record typically for podcasts for somebody else's on Mondays and I don't take clients, but I have a client that she wasn't able to meet last Tuesday, which is her regular day. So guess what? 
I made, I made the concession, but it does shift. But typically clients are only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's an intentional margin. Why? Because then it allows me to focus on administrative duties on Monday. Tuesday is marketing. Wednesday is any type of, you know, recording from my show. Thursday is networking. So I have a different theme for the days. And this helps me stay on track with my goals and the actions that I should be taking daily. But otherwise, it would be so easy. I have a sign on my door that says no, no working, no drinking after working hours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it reminds me when I go out and let's say, oh, you know, I'm going to go get some coffee or some tea in the afternoon. And I'll, right. I'm like, oh, is it a working hour? Uh, because it's, it's so easy when we work at home to create. Um, or, or by the way, I don't bring my laptop outside of the office into any other room into my house. Right. Why? Because this is the office. This is where work happens. Yeah. And for my phone, I don't check work email after I'm done with work. Right. Why? Because typically email is going to be somebody else's priority of you. Right. So when you're checking it, you're you're putting yourself aside and trying to answer somebody else's question or going to the link that they sent you or downloading the thing. So it's very important. It's very useful to communicate, but you have to decide how that tool is going to serve you as opposed to you being just entrenched in the tool. Right. Yeah, well said. Now, how can business owners leverage their unique strengths and talents to differentiate themselves in a competitive marketplace and build a strong personal brand? You know, I think personal branding is one of my favorite topics because so many people talk about it, but the one thing is that they forget to make sure that they really understand what a personal brand is. A personal brand is what allows you to create that message that is going to resonate with that one person that is your person right you have so many different strengths and weaknesses it is very important to one be aware of those many big companies tend to do a swat analysis right the strengths weaknesses opportunities and threads as individuals many times we don't do that that's probably one of the first exercises i walk my clients through because if they're going to create um, unique leverage for themselves with what they offer, they need to really clearly understand what is the intersection of the strengths and the opportunities, right? There's many strengths that you bring to the table. There's uniqueness. There's ways that you can offer a product, a service that nobody else can. Once you really truly understand what that is, you can then go and see what is it that people want? What problem do you solve for other people? I like to teach, um, I'm not sure if you've heard the book, The Blue Ocean Strategy. This is one of the frameworks that I use a lot. And we really walk through with my clients in not only doing the SWOT analysis, but in order to create that personal brand, defining what is their blue ocean. Because if you're swimming in a place, and the blue ocean really is about what is your competitive edge? What do you offer in a crowded market? And you could be offering what somebody else offers, but you're offering in a very unique way that nobody else does. That's going to make someone then decide to work with you. 
to decide to hire you, to decide to partner with you, to decide to bring you in as part of their support team or their service provider. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to um, leverage your unique strengths, understand what they are so that you can learn how to differentiate yourself. If you are able to go through this exercise, and by the way, we're always learning and growing and part of your personal brand is not only knowing how good you are at something, but is really understanding where you are lacking because if you are lacking in an area and you want to support your customers better, then that's where you're going to go in and build that for them. So that's the one thing that I would encourage individuals to do is don't be afraid of looking at the areas where you are missing a skill. Right. Don't be afraid of saying, I'm not great at that, because then can you can decide, if I'm not great at that, will I offer it? Or if I'm not great at that, is that something that I can improve upon? And that can be something that builds and strengthens my personal brand. Right. And having someone from the outside help you with that. Because like I said, a lot of people don't see it themselves. But having an outside person kind of guiding you, holding your yeah. hand. Yeah, it's important. Thanks. Now, can you shift? Absolutely. And I think that this is one of the things that, that it's key for sure. Yeah. Now, can you share a success story from one of your clients who has transformed their business and life through your coaching program? Yeah, uh, you know what? Thank you so much for asking this question. Mm -hmm. I, I have a couple different stories, but there's one in particular that comes to mind because um, as we are recording this, yesterday was Easter, and um, I'm not sure when we're releasing, but it's very timely, this story. I have a client that started working with me last year, and um, one of the biggest... Uh, I guess, um, pain points and, and, and the reason that she started working with me is because she's run a coaching business and has made a go of it. She's been working with women and helping them become the Shiro of their own life. But it wasn't the type of business like many coaches out there that was um, bringing in consistent revenue from month to month. She was riding that roller coaster of coaching that one month is great the next coaching month not so great and she wasn't yet building her consistent income um one of the things that we started to do is we started to really analyze you know what is her brand number one also creating the right habits the consistent action that she needed to take every day one of the things that she has as one of her signature offers this is she hosts a women's retreat in which women come in and uh, it is a pajama retreat so it's very nice. fun uh you get to come in and and do a self-care weekend with other incredible women and you also are learning and growing and getting tools into your toolbox so that you can continue to to have a great you know life and self-care and stop that burnout process that we as women tend to fall into right but again, for as great as she is at this, um, she was not building that consistent income. So um, we started to work together. And again, she started to start to improve and build consistent income and clients. We refined her actions daily. Um, sadly, she had a tragedy happen to her in july she lost her son in a car accident and it was tragic and horrific and as any anybody would do she really did not could not for 
a few weeks do much of anything other than grieve her son mm -hmm. as most of us would going through a tragedy like that and at the end of august i thought surely she was canceling her event and she said i'm not canceling the event my son wouldn't want me to do that um is it okay if because although we've been in contact and i've been there with her along the way she had not really been business coaching it was just personal support okay. so she asked um if we can do an intensive three day she wanted to jump back into her business and she was doing the things in some level because she we've created some structure for her business already so there's some things that were kind of running themselves right. and i said absolutely let's do some vip so she came up for a vip day and then we did an intensive three days in which we realigned her goals we looked at what she wanted to do what was her vision what are her strengths and she said i want to uh, i have five more spots open in the retreat i want to sell them out before we go I said, let's do it. And we created that plan. And sure enough, she sold out. And before we actually went into the retreat, her goal was that she was going to announce the 2023 retreat. And she wanted to have 80% of it full before we left the weekend. And we created a plan. We created the action. We created that vision and the daily plan. And not only did she do 80% of the sellout at the wow. event for the 2023 year, which was a year away, she sold it out completely Wow! to the point in which uh, now she said, okay, well, maybe I can get a bigger place, <laughs> which she did. And she only has one spot. Wow. She doubled the, the place of the event. And now she has the infrastructure that will still be an intimate, beautiful, wonderful event for her clients. But she is now creating the consistent and has created the consistent income. Which she told me last week, um, my husband is so happy because now I can consistently contribute to the expenses of the home. And we have this consistent income from month to month. I am not guessing, am I going to have enough? I, can I do this? Can right. I contribute? So that is one of the biggest satisfactions that I have because yes, I am helping her. Yes, I am her coach. It's okay. <laughs> but I am also helping her in the vision for her life. I am helping her create the impact and reach for her clients and my ripple effect is not only her life has changed but the life of the women that she is serving is changing as well so that is one of you know and, and i have other stories like that which i love but this is awesome. the one that is most timely because again that consistent action uh the day-to-day -day work that we do is the one that has the highest reach in our life and business oh, that's an awesome story wow <laughs> good for you Thank you. So I guess lastly, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs who are just starting out or for those who are looking to take their business and life to the next level? And how can they uh, build confidence and create lasting positive change? The first thing that anybody who is looking to create a lasting change for your life is really identify what is it that you are doing currently that maybe you want to shift. I think awareness of 
where we are in life is the first and foremost big step that we need to take. Because a lot of times we, we just live our life by default. We live a, our life in a way in which we think that if we were just doing the thing, right, it's going to happen. Right. No, you You're have to really <laughs> create a plan. Um, a plan of action is that roadmap like we've talked about. And the more that we have a roadmap by our side, the more confident we can feel. Mm -hmm. Also, leverage the expertise of the people who have been there before. Leverage the habits, emulate the habits of the people who you admire. I think that a lot of times we also think that we're going to create a new habit and it's going to stick. No, habits don't happen like that. Mm -hmm. Our brain changes when it feels good. So we need to surround ourselves with the people who will make us feel good, will encourage us, will hold us accountable, but also um, have created the infrastructure for themselves and for others. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be growing your confidence, do it in a way in which you find the people who can support you through this journey, because you don't have to do it alone. Right. You don't have to do it alone. And we're all in it to be able to grow and support each other. Oh, that's awesome. So you want to tell us anything else that you're working on or um, any ways that, you know, this could be valuable to how somebody, you know, I guess kind of taps them on the shoulder and say, hey, here's who I yeah. am, why you need me. <laughs> well, I, I have to tell you, I am excited. Um, our CEO retreat, our mid-year CEO retreat is coming up the first week in, in uh, June. Uh, it's actually going to be on June 4th. Okay. So I am excited to have people attend that if people didn't come to their CEO retreat at the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, because I do hold it at the end of the year or two. Um, I want them to come and plan out their year. This is the one way we have six months as of June for this year to be your <laughs> best year ever. And not only will it help you be able to get clear on the things that you want to accomplish, but you will create a very tangible roadmap that will help you feel more confident on the daily action that will get you traction to achieve your goals. Because by the way, it's not, it doesn't happen just because you wish it. You need a plan and planning ahead is the one way in which you can create the habits daily, weekly, monthly to grow in the impact that you have and people out there need what people have. So be intentional about creating that master plan and implementing it. And the CEO retreat is a perfect place to do that. You will gain the confidence to know how to implement daily, but also how to grow your business in a sustainable way. Nice. Now, I guess, is that on your website? So the website is, it doesn't have it on the website yet, but okay. if you just email me at julie at goconfidentlycoaching.com, or you can just download, um, if you want, on my best resources for your business, goconfidentlycoaching.com forward slash quick links. You can download it. And then once you're on the email list, then you can, you will receive notification of the CEO retreat. Nice. So now how could people get a hold of you? Well, Julie uh, DeLuca at Go Confidently Coaching. Um, no, let me do that again. It's yeah. Julie at GoConfidentlyCoaching.com. But you can find me at any of the social media platforms. Julie DeLuca Collins is the handle for most of them. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Again, that was Julie DeLuca Collins of Go Confidently Coaching with Julie. Um, thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. So thank you again. Thank you, Patty.
Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.